Oh yeah. Hey, welcome to episode four of the Disciple Me Now podcast. As always, Jackson here. Nathan. And behind the camera, Jaime Jaime Sanchez. Sanchez. He is the genie, the one that makes it happen. All right, that's what we call him. So if not for him, this would not be possible. Episode four. Let's get it. And I cannot wait. Nathan, what are we talking about today? All right, so I got my stack of resources here that I've learned so much about. We've read all of these just today. Just in the past 20 minutes. Okay, one of the things I love about this book, it's called The Complete Book of Discipleship. I took a class by this guy, Bill Hull. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> one of the things it talks about is a healthy environment for discipleship. Okay, mm, That's good. So it gives us five points for a healthy environment. And today, me and Jackson are going to give our perspective on oh, those five mean? points. So a healthy environment, like just creating a healthy culture a, a place for yeah. discipleship to happen because in if, in your relationship with the person you're discipled yeah because if it's not a healthy culture or mm-hmm. if it's not really a life-giving culture or or environment as you're saying like discipleship can't happen yeah right yep exactly it's just kind of like nur- nurturing like a physical baby like they need a healthy environment a healthy yeah place right Here, like, let me let me give you an analogy to help you understand okay okay you got, a, you got a little Please. kid. So th- this is actually an analogy this guy uses. So I'm going to just build off of it. This guy is saying, if you have a little kid, just got a pet turtle. Okay? Little okay. kid just got a pet turtle. I he had wants, a pet turtle wants, once. Really? I really did. Perfect. You can just Water imagine turtle. this is little, this is me little Jackson with, with his pet turtle. turtle. He <laughs> wants to play with his turtle. I love now, the turtle. he goes over to his turtle and wants to play, and so he pokes him with a stick. Oh. Let's play. I did that. Yeah? Okay. When you get poked with a stick, the little turtle's going to just come inside of his shell and hide. Oh. He just curls up inside the shell. Yeah. The little kid's going to get mad. What? Why aren't you coming out and play? Play, play with, with me. me. <laughs> so, the sister comes over oh and my picks gosh. up the turtle this and so holds good. the turtle so carefully and nicely. Mm. And as the turtle realizes its environment is now safe the turtle slowly comes out of the shell and they can play with the turtle because you're not poking with a stick. (laughs) (laughs) And I can identify with this story because being the turtle, no, 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 being, being the boy. Because when I, when I would lead small group Bible studies, you know, and students wouldn't talk, I'd poke them with a stick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I identify with that story. I think I've mainly been the person poking this turtle with the stick. Really quick, a story about my turtles okay. is whenever the turtle, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but when my turtle outgrew its tank, my mom didn't want to buy me a bigger tank oh. for them. It was a wa- uh, water turtle. Okay. And so my dad and I took it to the pond and threw it in the pond. And then I realized it had spent its whole life being fed, so I probably just killed my turtle. Oh, that's pretty sad. Man, how many times do we do that in discipleship? No, I'm we, kidding. We need to put our students gradually outside of the tank so <laughs> they can get exposed and, and grow or, in other environments. I love it. So don't poke the turtle. Yeah. Create a loving environment like the sister. Yeah. How do we do that? What are like the, I think we have five elements yeah, that kind of create that. Yeah, here's what we're going to do okay. to make this exciting. <laughs> okay. Every, each one of these five points, we get three minutes per point. Like total? Yeah, three minutes for each point. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Each point you get three minutes, five points total. So the moment we start talking about a point, I'm going to start our timer. 
Okay. I'm so saying if you're like, listening, e- not each collectively three minutes. No, three minutes each. Oh my gosh. So that's if a lot you're, of time. I don't if even you're know if listening, I'll feel it. if you're listening and you're like, this point sucks, then you know, just fast forward three minutes and you get to the next point. Oh. Okay. okay. So together we get three minutes. Yeah, together. Okay, not in, not each. Now, I'm because together. because you're a, a pastor, and you're you're a preacher, and you like your altar calls, then we're gonna have two moments throughout the entire podcast that I could where, use a lifeline. Yeah, we could use a lifeline, yeah, like and we'll get point. thirty extra seconds if we're like really hitting it. Yeah, and we're like, no, I need thirty more seconds. Yeah. Can we use the thirty seconds back to back and give us a minute extra? If you really want to, but then like, what about right. the other? Four? I know, yeah. I know. Okay, okay. Cool. okay. Here's the first point. Let's do it. The first ingredient for a healthy discipleship Envi- relationship environment. Environment. First one is trust. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when I hear this, it makes me think your disciple needs to be able to trust you. They need to be able to trust what you say, and they need to be able to trust you as a person. Yeah. Okay. Because trust is like the foundation for the relationship. The trust has to go both ways. If your disciple doesn't trust you, then you won't be able to have an influence on their life Yeah. because they won't be, they won't listen to what you have to say. So good. I think that trust comes and it's just piggybacking off of what you've already said. But when we say something, we need to deliver. Hmm. Yeah. So like, Hey, we're hanging out Friday. Yeah. Like don't schedule something that it's like, oh man, oh man, like uh, something came up. Like, like kids are used to stuff like that happening. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this at last week's podcast. Like we need to be the people that show up and are present. And it goes even further to say, man, they need to be able to trust our word that when we say, boom, like I'm doing this, boom, we're doing this, boom, this is going to happen. They're have confidence. It's going to happen. Yeah. Can I say one more thing? Go for it. I think trusting, um, is also trusting the process of discipleship. Okay. So like Jesus, I believe, created this process, this model of discipleship. And we said last week, man, it's going to be slow. It's going to take some time. Mm. But trust that model. Trust the process. Okay. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen like right away. But just trust it. Like give it longer than a month is what I'm trying to say. Give it longer than six months. Trust the process. And as you sow, trust that God's going to honor that and you're going to reap fruit from your disciple. Yeah, and you talk about following through, but I think also that your student or your disciple needs to be able to trust what you say. So like yeah. if you're like oh, telling yeah. them something about like hey, you need to you need to break up with this person. Whether or not they actually do it, they need to trust you in that moment that what you're saying is best for them. Yeah. And I would go as far as to say if they don't trust that you have their best interests at heart and that you are giving them valuable input and advice, if they don't trust that, then someone else should be discipling them. Right, that's good. I'll end with this. I think that we forget that when we are discipling somebody, that when we are trusted, there is so much, I guess, value in that, that, man, they'll move the world. They'll, they'll move the, the, the moon, not just for us, but by what we say. Yeah. And we have to make sure that what we tell them is not self-serving, Yeah. but we have to make sure that what we tell them is, like you said, for their benefit. Yes. Okay. I'm going to squeeze this in. You also you have, to, you have to, you have to trust your disciple, trust them with opportunity, Ooh. give them that space. Okay? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Jesus sent them out. Yes. Three minutes. We did it. All right. All right. Next one. Second 
thing that creates a healthy relationship, oh my healthy environment, is humility. I love this um, because I have had like a pride problem before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like even when I was a Christian and like somebody like like just called it out of me and the Holy Spirit really just started mm. to break that in me. Yeah. But I think if we, it's really easy and I, I'll be completely honest, I have to fight against this tendency when we are discipling, it's really easy um, to look at it from a selfish lens. It's really easy to look at it from like, oh, you're following me. Yeah. Like, but Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. And I think that we have to, if we're going to make disciples, we have to live in humility. Mm-hmm. And a good example of this is like, you know, I need to want what's best for my disciple, even if it doesn't necessarily come through me. Yeah. And I think that that's a part of discipleship. Like yeah. other, it's okay if other people are discipling your disciple as well. I, right? I heard a great um, summary statement for discipleship one time that basically discipleship is taking someone and helping them get to a place where they're farther along than you are. Mm-hmm. And that requires humility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, hey, I'll disciple you, but you can't be further along than me. Like, or yeah. I'll disciple you up to like where I'm at, but I'm not going to put you above me yeah. because that would be like bad or, you know, yeah. whatever. Like that's You have like, to help them get past you. And that takes a level of humility that is like Jesus. So true. And you, by having that humility in your discipleship relationship, then they're seeing it modeled and they're being taught how to live like Jesus in a state of humility. Yeah. I think obviously the word of God says pride comes before a fall, haughty yeah. spirit before destruction. And I think that like, if we don't uh, live in humility, we not only can ruin us, but we can ruin them. Yeah. And when we have to answer for that, like somebody else's soul or life or whatever is, is, is on us. And that's a weighty thing. And we need to, we need to receive it and handle it with humbleness, with humility, um, and with, with care. Yeah. And the last thing I would say about this is that when you're discipling someone, you are going to fail Yeah. and they're going to fail. And you need to be humble enough to admit those moments that you fail and you need to be, a, be able to apologize to your disciple mm. and you need to, and they, yes. your disciple has to be able to be humble enough to admit when they fail and do the yes. same thing. So here's the thing. I am totally all about, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and cash in my lifeline. 30, okay, 30 seconds. more seconds. But, um, but like, you're so right. Like we're going to fail. We're going to mess up. We're not perfect. You're going to let your disciple down. But we can't be the person that's like, well, I'm not saying sorry. I'm discipling you. Or yep. that's going to make me look weak. Or that's going to make, or or think, oh, well, they're not going to listen to me anymore if I admit that I'm wrong. Yeah. No, no, no. They're going to learn something from you in that moment yeah. if you're willing to humble yourself and say, hey, I messed up. I dropped the ball. Whether it was with them, whether it was with you lost your temper with somebody and they saw it or yeah. whatever. Like, they're going to see bad moments and you need to humble yourself. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Love it. Okay, number three. Three, submission. Talk to me. Okay. Your disciple actually does have to submit to your counsel, your advice, and yeah. your leadership in order for them to grow. Yeah. Because if you're giving them advice and telling them to do things and they are just completely disregarding it, then that discipleship relationship is not helpful to anyone. 
Yeah, and it's just frustrating to you. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. So it's like you're just beating your head against the wall, and they're not willing. Like discipleship, like people think submission's a dirty word yeah. now. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm not submit to anybody. Like I'm not, no, like we're called to submit. We're called to be a servant, which you would know this better than me, but I'm pretty sure we can translate that to servant of Christ, slave of Christ. Mm-hmm. Like submitting is part of becoming a disciple and they yeah. have, we have to, we have to require that of him and raise that standard. And I, I want to say this about just a story that I'll never forget. I, my youth pastor, spiritual father, mentor, he discipled me, all of that. I remember we were on a missions trip and I was kind of like, you know, just messing with them or whatever. And like kind of probably being a little disrespectful or whatever, you know, cause we, we, we had a very close relationship, but I remember he said this and I'll never forget it. Some people disagree with it. I agree with it wholeheartedly. Now that I know where he's coming from, he was like, he's like, look, I'm not your friend. I'm your pastor. Yeah. And I think we, when we disciple people, we have to make that delineation of like, look, you, I know I'm taking a lot of time, Nathan, but uh, like, we're not their friends. Yeah. We, we care about them. We have a deep relationship with them, but we are discipling them. We are not just a friend to them. They have plenty of friends. They need mentors in their life. Yeah. And I think one of the things that is crucial to understand about submission is this is not a submission just because you're authority. Yeah. Okay. This is a submission out of love because if the, someone is listening to you only because you're the authority, then once you're out of their life, yeah. they're just going to go back to the way they were yep. living. You're right. They need to so be good. submitting to you out of love, out of respect, out of honoring you and out of acknowledging that like they actually look up to you. Yes. Because if they're doing that and they're listening to what you say because of that, then they're going to continue on those lifestyle habits even after you leave. That's so good. Yeah. So if you're listening and you are being discipled by someone, listen to what they have to say. And even if it doesn't sound like the perfect advice in the moment, just give it a try. And if somebody isn't submitting to you, you either need to have a conversation to determine the relationship, DTR, yeah, and see where that goes. And if it's like, hey, they're not going to do that, you need to find somebody else to disciple. Yeah. Future podcast coming out about the discipleship DTR. Do, 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 do. All right. Here's the next Did one. Did we go over on that one? Nope. That was perfect. Oh, okay. Bet. Yep. The next one, number four, is grace. Grace. Okay. I probably... Um, have learned when I was first a youth pastor, I had no grace okay. for discipleship, yeah. like for disciples. Yeah. Like, um, I was wrong in that. Like I, but I was just like, no, like get you, get your crap together and like, let's go. Like we got cities to change. Like we got things to do as I've been longer in this. I've realized like at the same time, our disciples need to submit mm-hmm. our disciples must have grace. Yeah. Like look at Jesus with his disciples. Look at Jesus with Peter, right? Mm-hmm. Grace upon grace. And they need that in order to grow or we're just going to crush them. Yeah. There's a reason why we're talking about this one directly after submission. Yes. Okay? I reordered these from what, what the book had because when you have a mindset of my disciple needs to submit to me, that's not always going to be the case. There's going to be times where your disciple doesn't want to do what you say, and mm. you're going to have to have grace with them in that moment. Yeah. I think uh, disciples are going to mess up. They're mm-hmm. going to make stupid decisions. Yep. Always. Uh, always. They're going to just 
be rebellious sometimes, right, or whatever, but, like, we have to have grace. Now, the line where that is, that's another podcast, yeah. and maybe we can, we can add that to, our, to one of our episodes, but, like, because I think that there is some discernment that you have to have, but at the same time, like, we have to be able to show and reveal and give them grace because it's grace that sets people free. It's mm. grace that caught that, you know, set causes people to get higher. It, you mm. know, I think we think of grace as, Oh man, grace is just going to let them do whatever they want. But no Titus chapter two, I believe says no grace calls them to a higher standard. It calls them to live differently and we should show them grace um, at the same time of having a standard that, we want them to meet, but if they don't, like we'll show them grace and help them get there. Yeah. But they have to be willing to get there. We have yeah. to remember that. That grace extended creates that open, that vulnerable environment where they feel safe. Yeah. And I would take it a step further and say we have, they have to have grace with each other. Yeah. The person being discipled needs to have grace for their discipler. Yeah. Because when they make yeah. a mistake, that person is going to have to be willing to forgive them. So you both have to be quick to forgive. Yeah, and I think um, as a discipler, this just popped into my head as you were talking. Like I think we need to um, have grace for ourselves. Yeah. I think we talked about this in one of the other episodes or podcasts, but like mm. just grace for ourselves. Like you're not going to get it right. You're not going to hit it every time. You're not going to be perfect. Like there's so many times where I've been like, oh my gosh, Jackson, you just totally messed up or you just totally dropped the ball. Or if they walk away from Jesus, it's your fault mm. type thing. But it's like, but it's like, we just have to show ourselves grace. That doesn't mean excuse ourselves for being poor disciple makers, yeah. but like we are just, we're going to miss it sometimes. And and showing grace to ourselves allows us to last longer. Yes. I think I went over time. Hey Amen. No, that was perfect. That was our second 30 seconds. Oh. So oh. we're going to hit this one in three minutes. Come on. And this is the last one. It is affirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to us. Yeah. So to me, affirmation is a huge thing. When I'm affirmed as as someone, as, as, as really anyone, whether I'm in a discipleship relationship or whether I'm just in my position at work, when I'm affirmed, then I feel free to continue to express myself fully and take risks. Yeah. And that's huge. I think affirmation can go words, obviously, is the first way that we think about it. But I think um, affirming the growth that you've seen in your yes. disciples. So um, I think I gave this example to you just when we were talking one time. Um, like I do CrossFit, Nathan does Orange Theory. One of the reasons why we love it and we keep going back is because we are able to see our progress. Yeah. We're able to see our mile time faster, our uh, squat clean get heavier, our ring muscle ups get better, you know, whatever, yeah. right? Our road times get f shorter and we're able to see that. So we're like, man, I'm improving. But if we as disciple makers are not showing, not just speaking, but showing our disciples look how far you've come. Guess what? They're going to feel like this is a never ending, like drag yeah. or whatever. It's so hard to see your own growth, but when someone points it out in you, then you actually can see it. So as a discipler, you need to look for and point out the growth of your disciple. Yeah. And then like it, it, it allows you to keep pushing them. Yeah. Like, look how far you've come but this is our next level. This is the next step. This is where we're going next. So I think affirming goes far beyond, hey, good job, but it's showing them this is where you've come from. This mm -hmm. is the, the, the growth we've seen. 
good job. Let's keep doing it together. Yeah. And I would say affirmation builds a willingness for your disciple to listen mm-hmm. and builds a boldness in them to try new things, even though so they good. might fail. Yeah. The That's last really thing good. about this point that I'm going to say is that a lack of affirmation either leads to someone acting out or shutting down. So if you're That's not really being affirmed, then what's going to happen? Or let's say you're not affirming your disciple. What's going to happen is they're either going to act out to get your attention or yeah. they're going to just shut down and feel like they're not having any growth. Like it's not even worth it. Yeah. Like nobody sees it. Nobody mm-hmm. like whatever. Or they'll think, um, man, I'm not growing. Obviously, like nobody said anything. Nobody's shown me. So why would I just keep doing this? Like yes. why would I keep grinding with no results? Right? Yeah. So good. Hey, that was awesome. We hit that one in under three minutes. Boom! Hey. Man, we did really good this podcast. Yep. So okay. let's give let's give you a summary, right? Yeah. The first Tell, one. Talk to us. Ingredients for a healthy relationship and so, discipleship. So if if you can implement these five things, right? Mm-hmm. Like and and put them into your relationship with your discipleship, that will create a healthy environment for both of you to grow. Yes. Okay. First one is trust. Yes. Then humility. Yeah. Submission. Grace. And affirmation. So build trust. Okay. Have humility. Yep. Require submission. Okay. Give grace. Yep. And give affirmation. Love it. Hey, it works. It <laughs> works. Give I love affirmation. it. That was that was on the fly. So that was awesome. So remember those things. Yeah, that was totally on the fly. But remember those things, y'all. Like, don't just let this. No matter where you're at, if you're a leader for us, or if you're just listening somewhere, like, try to implement these things in practical ways. Mm -hmm. And they're very simple. So do that, man. Trust, humility, submission, grace, affirmation. Love it. Hey, we have a new segment for you guys. I love new segments. You can call this the difficult question of the week. Oh, I love it. You can call it the case study. Mm -hmm. What would you do if? What would you do if? I like that. I like that the best. Yeah, yeah, I do that too. What would you do if? Yeah. Okay. Um, You want me to read it? No, I'll I'll read it. Okay. Here's our situation. We're going to give you this. I'm going to pose a situation to you. Okay. okay? Then we're going to talk about how we would each handle this situation. Let's do it. This is going to be a hard situation. Are you ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. The person I'm trying to disciple stopped coming to church and they won't text me back. What do I do? Bro. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Done. Podcast uh, over. Boom. Let's end it. Um, honestly, I've had that happen. I'm sure oh, a so lot of people have had that happen. It's like, hey, you're ghosting me. Yeah. You know? um, here's what I would say. I would say, um, you know, if they have stopped coming to church, um, aren't texting you back, I would try to set up a one-on-one personal meeting with them okay. and make it not about, hey, you haven't been at church or, Hey, you, you aren't texting me back, but make it about how are you doing? What's going on? That's huge. Don't guilt them into feeling bad that they weren't coming to church. Right, right, right. And that's what I would, one of the first things I have some other thoughts, but I'll, I'll, I'll send it over to you. But those are the first thoughts I would have, man, what's going on? How, how are things going? Did something happen? Like, you know, where, and you'll probably find that a lot of things are going on. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if I were to isolate those two, let's just say you're the person you're discipling stopped yeah. texting you back. If you see them at church, that's a great place for you to restart that connection mm-hmm. and maybe like talk to them about what's going on in their life and build that relationship there. If they're not texting you back and they're not coming yeah. to church, 
usually the first thing I do is I try to find other avenues that I could contact them. So like I'll message them on Instagram. I'll see if they're on Facebook. I'll try to like contact them some other way and see if maybe they just like are a type of person that doesn't really text back, but they're on Instagram all the time. Right. That's true. Um, I think one thing that just went through my head is I would, um, Oh my gosh, I just forgot what I was going to say. Here, let me give you one more. So I feel like there's been times I've, I have a hard time um, getting a student to text me back, and it's just because it's me. Like, I know that might sound bad, and it might be hard for you to hear, but maybe the person you're trying to disciple just isn't really vibing you at, the, at this time. Yeah. And so it might be helpful to rope someone else in. Yeah. So like, That's if someone's good. not texting me back, I'll text Jackson and say, hey, can you reach out to this person for me? They're not getting back to me. In 30 minutes, Jackson will go back to me and be like, yeah, he just texted me back. But, <laughs> and I feel bad at that moment, but at the same time, like, we got him back, you yeah, know? Yeah, we got him back. And again, humility. Yeah. Humility, like, I, I've had that happen. I've had to use other people or whatever, but, like, humility of, like, this isn't about me. Yeah. It's about them. I loved what you said. We got him back. Mm-hmm. We got him back. Yeah. It's not like, well, for, forget whatever, or I'm mad because so-and-so was able to talk to him. I'm going to take, no, we got him back. Like we got him back for the kingdom. I think that's the mentality. And then I will say this, and this might, I don't want to sound like harsh or anything, but like if you've exhausted all options, like truly, if you've exhausted all, exhausted all options, maybe they're just not ready, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously to go on this path. Like Jesus called the people and his disciples, but then kept walking. Right. Yeah. So at some point, I'm not saying right away, I'm not saying it's an excuse to be like, well, that, tried it, done. But like, if you've exhausted all options, maybe it's time to look at another person who is hungry yeah. to be discipled. Stop discouraging yourself with that person, but yeah. look to the other people who do want to be discipled. For sure. Yeah. Because there are a lot. Mm-hmm. So anyway... That was a really good segment. I think yeah, we need cool. to do it again. So I hope that you enjoyed episode four of creating a healthy environment for your disciple. Again, we are Disciple Me Now podcast. If you like the content that you've been hearing, like us, um, share it to other people, tell other people about it, subscribe to us, hit the bell. And just remember this to recap again, develop trust, have humility, require submission, give grace, and I found it, dispense affirmation, okay? let's go. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next Sunday at 1 p.m. We're out.